Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of July 22, 2018. The Office for the Blind Statewide Rehabilitation Council will meet this coming Friday, July 27, at 11 a.m. at the McDowell Center in Louisville. This will be the last meeting of the SRC since the Office for the Blind and the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation will officially merge on October 1, 2018. As part of the merger, the statewide rehab councils for both OFB and OVR will be abolished and a new SRC will be established. Anyone wishing to serve on the new council, including current members of both SRCs, will need to submit applications and resumes. We will bring you further information on how to apply as soon as it is available. We have just learned that Steve Davis, who is the son of Ethel Atkins Bray and Mary Bartley's brother, passed away this weekend after a severe heart attack on Thursday. Our condolences go out to the entire family on this sad occasion. Become a white, red, or blue sponsor of the 2018 KSB Alumni Reunion and receive your own copy of our special limited edition Alumni Treasures CD. This year's CD features former KSB students and staff on the air. Hear radio station IDs, commercials, air checks, and much more by Ed Phillips, Tom Scoggins, Mike Wagner, Matt Sorrell, Mike, Angie, and Jonathan McCarty, Billy Myers, and many, many more. To become a sponsor and receive your CD, call Carla Rushevel at 502-897-1472. We accept credit cards, or you can pay by check or money order. You don't have to attend the reunion in order to obtain your CD. member Dave Trevino and his trumpet opened the FIA Performing Arts Showcase in St. Louis, and the song was appropriately the St. Louis Blues. Dave and Deb Trevino are our guests this week on Soundprints. On page two, Deb shares her experiences at the convention as a J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow, and both of them gave us a glimpse of the hustle and bustle of convention week. We were so pleased to see them as they left Kentucky about a year ago and now live in Delaware. Deb is hoping to help rebuild the Delaware affiliate. Dave Trevino is not only a very talented musician, but he can also tell great stories. When he lived here in Kentucky, he often entertained us with stories from his school days at the Alabama School for the Blind. Dave has written a series of stories about a fictional character named Jack Rondell, who, as a person who is blind, gets himself involved in mysteries and sometimes narrowly escapes meeting an untimely end. Dave and Deb have begun a small business selling their stories. Learn more about Jack Brondell and how you can obtain a copy of the stories on page 3. 
And on page 4 is the Sound Prints calendar. Page 2. I'm talking with the Trevinos, Dave and Deb. They are now from Delaware, but they were here in Kentucky for a long time, and we were just really glad to be able to see them at the convention in St. Louis, and we were really proud of you, Deb, for being a leadership fellow this year. So we're going to talk a little bit about the convention, and Deb, I'd like to start with the leadership fellows. So first of all, welcome to you all, and glad you're on Sound Prince. Oh, thanks. Glad to be we're here. Happy to be here, yeah. Well, it was just really neat on Saturday night when you were able to get up there on stage, Deb, and give a, give a, a little uh, talk about uh, being a leadership fellow. And then when you answered the roll call, I don't know if you uh, heard it or not, but um, right after the convention, we had sound bites from that roll call. And we had you and we um, both the times that you were on the mic. And it was just it was just a lot of fun. And we just enjoyed seeing you all so much. So... Tell us about your experience as a leadership fellow. How come you wanted to be one? And and just the experience at the convention, and then we're going to chat a little bit about where you'd like it to go from there. Gosh, I think one reason that I really wanted to be a leadership fellow was because I've had the opportunity to learn my leadership skills in Kentucky. And uh, I was able to serve Kentucky as board member and and different things that I was able to do uh, made me value what the council is about. And um, since I moved to Delaware and the chapter is very, very small and it's hanging on by the fact that just people, even though they're not doing anything, they're paying dues, we still are blessed to have a chapter at all. Mm -hmm. And so I I saw what a chapter and, and... related affiliates could do in Kentucky with how GLCB in the greater Louisville is such a vibrant affiliate and it's involved in doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, wow, you know, this could be so much more up here than it is. And I wanted to take lessons from what I experienced in Kentucky and do something to rebuild the, the chapter up here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you applied and, and you were chosen as one of five J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows this year. And so let's move ahead to the convention. You've, um, we went, you went through all that pre-registration process and mm-hmm. got, got everything all set up and, and um, went through a long trek to get to the convention. But... Um, so you get there, and there are things for you to do. Tell us about your impressions of different things. What what types of things were you expected to do? What did you choose to do in, in addition to what you were required to do? And uh, just, just an overall view of the convention. Well, the first thing, right off the ground, was We were not required to, but we were invited to go to the pre-convention board meeting. And I thought that was very gracious to invite us to sit in on that. And so I did sit on on part of it. Um, Of course, there's an executive session where everybody else leaves, and of course we left by that time. But (laughs) it was very interesting um, hearing the discussions about pre-convention information and standings. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was the first thing. And then uh, that evening, 
we had a meet and greet for the leadership fellows. So it was the five of us with um, Eric Bridges and um, Kim mm -hmm. Charlson, mm -hmm. and uh, the DKM committee was represented by Kenneth Simeon. And so we had a nice, a nice time to get to know each other a little bit there in a, in a kind of laid-back setting. One of the main requirements, of course, is to be at all the general sessions. And I think that was a wonderful experience because until you sit through the general sessions and see how the council really does its work and um, what the value of is for people to come in and sponsor the convention and talk about what they're doing in related areas to accessibility and just to, to find out from the real root where things are happening and what's going mm -hmm. on. I think you really miss a lot. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I enjoyed sitting through the general sessions. Particularly interesting to me was the Saturday evening. I've read some things on the list now, the leadership list, where people are talking about, you know, we, we maybe should or shouldn't do roll call and we should or shouldn't do this and that and the other thing. And I think that we need all the parts of, of our convention general sessions that we have because number one is it's historical. Number two is it gives us an idea how the council business is run. Number three, we need to know what each other's voices are and who in fact is there. And you can't do that if you have something in the convention newspaper about who the delegates are or who this is or who's representing what. You need to hear the voices and you need to feel the excitement of the convention. It makes so, it more personal, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. It yeah. does. It brings it alive. And, and, you know, we all know the names of, of um, Eric Bridges and Kim Charlson, and, and some people know the voices very well, and some people rarely hear the voices, but they may read an article or something like that. And we've all seen lots and lots and lots of I it. Mean, Eric is prolific. Every time you turn around, there's an email. <laughs> and he's so busy, you know, and, and he's getting things done. But to sit and listen to him present is something entirely different. One of the things that we we did uh, have the opportunity to do as leadership fellows is um, a grassroots advocacy mm -hmm. uh, meeting. Mm -hmm. That was really great. Talking about what really do you need to include when you're trying to do advocacy work? Mm -hmm. What are the steps in, in doing advocacy work? Mm -hmm. And so we, we had a chance to do that as leadership fellows later on. Um, I think um, one of the highlights for me was being able to meet the people from J.P. Morgan Chase and actually thank them for the opportunity to be a leadership fellow and to, to give them an idea how really important this was to be able to attend my first complete convention from beginning to end and what that meant to me and what I planned for it to mean for our, our state. I think that, you know, as you said, there's been a lot of discussion on leadership about, you know, you come for part of the time, you come for all the time, should there be more, should there be less, whatever. And I think you make some great points. And um, you had attended a part of a convention before, and I'm assuming from what you said that you found it to be really, really different when you're able to be there for the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think so. It's, you know, there's just, it, it kind of, 
flows as it goes through the week. And yeah, could we could we do some it. things to move things around and you know maybe make it flow a little better? Always, you know, that can always happen. But um, sure. but the but the whole thing to get to be there and be for the whole picture is just really a a neat experience. It truly is. Yeah. So did. You have also this year, did you have a, um, did, did they have a leadership session that you had to go to done by the, um, the, by the leadership training group or, or, or were you free to pick um, other, other activities that you would go to? Uh, grassroots boot camp. Great grassroots. Yeah, the grassroots boot camp. Yes, yes. That, that was the advocacy one, right? Right. That was yeah. with Tony and Stevens. Deb, you attended some other things as well as the general sessions and the grassroots boot camp that uh, was on advocacy. Um, tell us about some of them. One of the things that were was more specifically for leadership fellows was something that was called Leadership Junction. And this was a, a more intimate little group. We talked about... Um, Things like how to make transitions in leadership work more smoothly. Say you're taking the presidency over from someone who's been president, and they're a really exciting, busy, get-things-done kind of person, and they don't want to let go or they're not sure how to let go of being the president. Then you want to be mindful of that, and you want to be considerate and appreciate all the things that they've done to lead. And so you want to be generous in how you gradually take control of your own office, but you just have to be careful how you how you respond to people. And so some of it's diplomacy, some of it's common courtesy, some of it should be common sense, but we all know that it's not very common nowadays. <laughs> and so um, th that was a really nice just session to, to talk honestly about what we think um, makes a good leader and how to be a good leader. That was on the first, on the Saturday afternoon uh, uh -huh. before the general sessions even began. Yes, it was. Did you uh, have a chance to go to some other thing or any of the affiliate meetings or anything during the week? I made time for some guide dog things. Oh, good. I've been a guide dog user for 37 years now. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, it was really nice to, to be in, in the meeting that we had uh, the instructors there or the representatives from the schools. Mm -hmm. So we talked about who was here and what's going on at the schools, and that was interesting. It's always good to catch up. It feels like you're meeting with folks from your own family when you can catch up with them. And so we uh, we did that. Absolutely. And I yeah. um, uh, went to the guide dog auction and more than I probably should have. Well, yes, we all have that problem when we yeah, go to an auction, we do. don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. Was really... Always doing the auctioneer's bidding. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, Dave, um, why don't you give us, you also participated in a number of things at the convention, and um, so, and I'm sure that probably the two of you did some things together, although if you're like Adam and me, um, we kind of get out doing our own thing, and, 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 you know, sometimes you don't even see each other for the whole day. But uh, 
But tell us some things that, that you were involved in, too, as a result of being at the convention. I came to the convention uh, for the re I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in the infancy of starting a production company, Trevco Productions. Okay. And, and uh, to get a better grasp on the business aspect of it, I joined Ivy. Mm -hmm. the Independent Visually Impaired Enterprisers Affiliate, mm -hmm. went to their luncheon on Tuesday and uh, joined the organization. And there are, there are a lot of uh, uh, people who are blind who are owning and running their own businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, they're making their, their own way. They've got, they got tired of hearing, well, uh, we'd love to hire you and everything, but the insurance and all that. And, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so they right. they they decided to uh, to create their own job, working for themselves, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a it's a very interesting group, and uh, I joined them and uh, took part in the in their uh, expo. Ivy lunch. And uh, yeah, they had a they had a luncheon and mm -hmm. uh, business meeting, and mm -hmm. it was really interesting to see. Uh, people with with an entrepreneurial spirit working for themselves uh, and all the different the different aspects of that and the the different possibilities that are out there now mm -hmm. it's uh, that, it's fascinating uh, I agree it's great that you got involved with Ivy because uh, uh, they've they're they're a small affiliate but they have a lot to offer Deb was. There were there were things that Deb would have liked to do, but she couldn't because she was involved in other things. So I I went to the leadership seminar. Membership, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the membership, membership. seminar. Yes. membership seminar. Uh -huh. Right. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went to the membership seminar while she was otherwise involved. Well, that's great to have both of you there, so you could you could cover a lot. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. one thing we did. Uh, Deb had a Deb had a, uh, a meeting that she had to be at on Tuesday, and oh, the uh, six o'clock thing. Yeah, the, the yeah. I was I was dividing my time between I did Braille and the iPhone, and then I went right straight from Braille and the iPhone to oh, and the talking with narrator, and that that led straight into accessible prescription advocacy. Oh my goodness! Somewhere in between. Um, go ahead and finish what you were going to say, babe. Well, I got back to the hotel room, mm -hmm. and I cooked supper in the hotel room mm -hmm. uh, uh, so that it would be ready for her. She ha she would have just enough time to to pick up some things and go to the next uh, thing, but she wouldn't have had time to eat. She could eat and just go on to the next uh, the next thing, which was a uh, a requirement of the. Uh, for the leadership fellows, so we we worked uh, we we covered each other. We watched each other's backs, and, <laughs> and you know just worked as a team. But see, mm -hmm. that is so much about how convention is. It it is so rushed. You have you have just things just going for, running from one thing to another. Um, but the the other aspect of that too. For people out there listening who say, "Well, but coming to convention, you know, you, you, you really—I mean, the, the food is so expensive and stuff." And that's one example of how to save money on the food and, and 
and how to, not only money, but time. You could go up to your room and eat and come on back by the time you had to do that. And we, you know, we, we brought those little Dawn paper towel cloth things that you mm -hmm. can get. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't even have to have like a dishwashing liquid bottle and a pan and all this other stuff to do things with. We just mm -hmm. did it like that. You could do it in the sink. And we had things like Nora's side dishes only takes a couple minutes to fix. We had chicken patties if you wanted something that was a hot meal. Right. We made sandwiches for lunch. And, we, could, you know, if you don't put mayonnaise on a sandwich, you can throw it in your backpack or whatever. Right. So we'd do that for lunch. And that way we didn't have to run around. We had to take the dog out. We had to take us out after the general <laughs> session and then be somewhere for something at 1.15. So right. there sometimes wasn't a lot of time. We just brought lunch with us downstairs in the morning, and we were good to go. That's Particularly right. in this humongous hotel. Oh my God. Uh, now that was a hotel to beat all hotels as far as sure the was. Sure you know, I you thought the Dallas Hotel was yeah. big. You, you had, had to practically take a railroad train to get from one thing to the other. We had excellent volunteers helping make sure you got from point to point, so you didn't have to... It's good if you sort of learn your way around a little bit, but in a place like that, I sort of gave up toward the middle of the week. But there were always volunteers helping us out, and so you really didn't have to worry about... How am I going to navigate an unfamiliar place? That's one of those things. Don't let that stop you from going to a convention. Mm -hmm. Dave, you participated in the showcase on Monday Yes, night. I did. Tell uh, us about uh, it. Well, you have to audition for this showcase. Uh, you, you, you go to the Friends in Art suite, and they said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I have two options. Uh, I... I I can play trumpet. I'll, I'll be glad to play St. St. Louis Blues, uh, but I have a song, an original song that I've written uh, for Deb. You're the melody that makes my life a song, mm -hmm. and I I brought my I I brought the track that I had produced, and I left the harmony voices on, but I I cut the lead out so that right. I would sing it live. Mm -hmm. And I had the track on my stream, and I had uh, suitable patch chords to plug into their system, and I sang it there, and they said, well, we'd like for you to do both of them. <laughs> so, good. so I did. Yep. Well, and that showcase, being on the showcase, is, is just yeah. a good experience, too. Um, I've, I've done it before. Deanna's done it. Um, it, it is, it's just a real... It's a great experience. Um, I, there's some people like to do it every year or every other year. I, I wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't be up to that. But boy, um, it, it's it's really cool. And I I just knew that if you got to convention, that you would be on that showcase and that you'd be a great contributor to that showcase. So we're well, real glad. Well, the president of FIA, uh, I went to school with her. Uh, oh, Lynn, Lynn Heddle, Lynn Heddle? formerly uh -huh. Linda Woma. Right. Uh, she was several years ahead of me in school, but uh, mm -hmm. but uh, I remember her from ASB. Mm -hmm. And Michael Talley. I was on the wrestling team with his dad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, Michael Talley, for those of you listening, was one of, uh, he was another leadership fellow. Yes, right? he, yes was. he was. Yes. Uh -huh. And he also, didn't he, he also got on the board. Yes, he did. Uh, He's yeah. so so he, yeah. he 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 was very he's very active in the Alabama oh, affiliate. Oh, very much so. And and the school too, the school alumni as well. Yeah, really? that stood him in good stead to step right from yeah, learning about leadership to 
doing leadership. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to see some good things from him in the future. That is great. Yeah. Well, I'm just guy. glad that you all were able to be there. Congratulations, Deb, for being a Thank leadership, you. one of the leadership fellows this year. That's Wonderful. a pretty exclusive bunch. And... Um, we were just, we're just super proud of you being there, and it was just wonderful to see you all and looking forward to um, seeing you all again. Hopefully you'll be able to be in Rochester. And Oh, we're looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We can it work was, it out. Yeah. It was so neat because uh, Deb discovered that she was one of 20 possibles, and and we went through the first interview, and then, then it got down to 10, and she was still in the running, and we thought, could it be? Could it? Ha could it? Could this happen? <laughs> and and we got the news. Uh, it was one Thursday, and we, it was just as we were leaving to go somewhere, or mm -hmm. maybe it was a Wednesday. But it, we got, mm -hmm. we just uh, Eric Bridges called us to congratulate Deb on being selected, and it was just <laughs> we danced around like kids. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really it's neat. Fantastic, and I have a nice little plaque that I can keep to as a, a reminder of it, and mm -hmm. and just uh, just to have that opportunity and to really work hard for this state to be able to be more involved in the council. You mm -hmm. also accepted a plaque uh, for <laughs> Delaware. For Delaware, for growing the most percentage points because it's so tiny that anybody joins and it makes a huge difference <laughs> in the percentage points. Yeah. All uh -huh. two of us really yeah, shot the membership <laughs> right up there, didn't we? <laughs> well, you know, you all are going to need to, that, that means that that's a big challenge for next year, but yeah. go out there and get some more members and, and, and remember that every member, you know, you need active members, but every member is important, whether right. they can come to meetings or not. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, really. Particularly and, when, in, in this day and age, when it's streamed and, and people, even at home, have the mm -hmm. possibility of taking part in the convention mm -hmm. as it happens. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's yeah. really I'm neat. I'm calling each person and saying, hey, what makes you tick? You know, not in those words, but I'm yeah. saying, hey, what's important to you? What do you mm -hmm. think is so vital about the council? What mm -hmm. would you like to see change about the council? Mm -hmm. You know, and what could, what could we do to make this better for you? And what do you think you have that you can offer us? And when they say nothing, I'm going to say no. That can't be true. <laughs> everybody has something to offer. That's true. That's yes. very true. And even if they they are still very, uh, if they stay very inactive, but if they're willing to be a member, you need them too. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Because the numbers, the numbers help. They they yes. they are serving as the foundation, um, and without. Without people who are interested in being members, right. whether they can come out or not, whether they can, you know, some of the some elderly people have a problem even getting on the phone. That's right. They but do. even so, if they want to be part, um, they play a vital role too in in getting your numbers up there, where the people who can play a part um, can 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 be active and have an active group and a, a group that gets seated at the convention. There's a so. place for everybody in the council. Yes, there and is. We had people who, who were discouraged in the area of fundraising. Mm -hmm. so I, I, don't want, I don't like to call people. And, and, <laughs> but Deb set up, a, Deb set up a, a, a walking team page. We were mm -hmm. the uh, Delaware First State Walkers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 
So she set it up. We we got the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at least now next year they'll know it exists. That's right. And they'll know, hey, this is something we we need to step up to this thing because it's out here for us. Great point. And you know, I said, even if a person donates five dollars, mm-hmm. or even if a person you know knows somebody who finds out about the page because they have a friend who's blind, mm-hmm. and they want to thank the council because maybe they've done something or realized something about how special their friend is. Right. In spite of the fact that they're blind, you know, whatever, yes. however they want to yes. do it. Mm-hmm. But those folks, you know, have, have a place too. And I, I just, I think folks just don't have a vision of what they can do and what they can be here. So yes. we're going to change that. And particularly with, 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 uh, with this, uh, the, with the walk or the MMS, uh, thing you know, we've got an opportunity to bring funds back into uh, into our affiliate, so right. we can raise we can raise money for our affiliate without really getting out there and doing it necessarily. It's it's the tr- opportunities are tremendous. Yeah, the council mm-hmm. offers a lot, really does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it was great to see you all and. I just appreciate you so much sharing your convention experiences with us. And um, we will look forward to seeing you all in Rochester. Uh, We hope to be there. Page three. I'm talking with Dave Trevino, and Deb is also on the line. Uh, But we're, we're spotlighting Dave now. Dave Trevino is a very creative person that during the time he was here in Kentucky we had lots of just great music and lots of laughs and uh, Dave has written songs he's tremendous trumpet player um, and also has written a lot of stories and he's now making some of those stories available to us uh, as a business so Dave Let's begin by you telling us uh, just about how you have gotten into this and tell us about your stories and, and how we can go about getting them. The, these first stories, there'll be, there'll be others on different subjects, but the, mm-hmm. one that I'm, the ones that I'm starting with uh, are a genre I call edutainment because they're entertaining stories, but they're they're how a blind person, or a person who is blind, Deb's teaching me more and more about, <laughs> don't, don't let your disability uh, uh, be Define your it. identification. Don't, don't be <laughs> defined by your disability. It's, it's not as important as who you are. But, so a person who is blind, these stories really illustrate how a person who is blind lives and works and thinks uh, at least, it's how I do it because they're loosely based on on my life. Okay. Uh, the the protagonist or the principal character is a guy named Jack Rondell, <laughs> who works at a radio station. He's totally blind, and he uses Braille and he uses technology, and he's uh, he's having a rough time. Uh, his wife left him, and he's uh, he's questioning his 
his faith in God. You know, why would this happen to me? And and all. But as he's doing this and burying himself in his work, trying to escape the pain that he feels, mm-hmm. he reaches out to friends who are in trouble, and he has a he has a bent for solving mysteries, and he gets pulled into these mysteries. Uh, and uh, often finds himself in life-threatening situations, but he uses his problem-solving skills and uh, and his brain to get out of them and and come up with uh, the answer to the problem. Mm-hmm. The fir- the first two stories that are available now, the first one is called "The Message That Wasn't There," <laughs> uh, when a when a blind vendor was uh, found murdered, the police called Jack in to translate Braille documents found at the crime scene. This guy was murdered in his stand. And uh, Jack discovers a pretty sordid sideline that the uh, uh, vendor had. And there's a dying message... And the dying message is QK equals QU9 colon left brace 5. <laughs> and they have Braille to decode that in Braille, of course. Uh, but it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, that's the message. That wasn't there. That wasn't there. That, that, that gives Jack, uh, he has to work it out, but it, it's it, a clue. It fills in the dots. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a clue to who the murderer is. Okay. And uh, so Jack has to discover that, and in doing so, puts himself in the position of being the murderer's next target. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other story is the wrong trumpet, and Jack... Uh, is invited by a friend from his college days to sub uh, in a band while this guy goes out of town on some personal business. But when Jack takes the job, he's drawn into a deadly game of hide-and-seek. A local crime boss has lost something very small but very valuable, and he's not, he won't hesitate to kill to get it back. Jack doesn't know what it is or where it is, but if he doesn't find it, he's going to be dead. So, that's that situation. So he does find it, but he's almost still dead. Yeah. <laughs> and the music for the intro and outro of the wrong trumpet is great. I love it. I I snatched it and stuck it on my phone as an MP3. Oh. Yeah, I put a band together with the various instruments I play, uh, similar to the to the uh, to the band that is uh, in the story. Okay. So I, I, I played several instruments and dubbed them together. And mm-hmm. what all did you play? Uh, Guitar, I'm sure. I played trumpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I meant to add guitar, but I ran out of time. But I played okay. trumpet and I played bass, mm-hmm. and I used a keyboard to generate drums. Piano and vibes. Oh, mm-hmm. and uh, and saxophone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's pretty neat, really. Yeah. 
it's worth the CD just to get the <laughs> just to get the the intro and out. I love that wrong trumpet intro and outro. It just it it has that kind of swing beat, nice, you know, but it's smooth and just really not, I like it. Mm-hmm. So um, so Dave, you plan to write more stories? Well, there are five already written. Oh, okay. And right. uh, in the Jack Rondell series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is. Uh, in Good Shape for a Murder, Cruising into Danger, The Stalker, That's Transcription good. Abduction, yeah, okay. and Package of Death. Okay. Uh, and they have yet to be, they're written, they have yet to be recorded. We're starting with the audio first and hoping to eventually work our way into print. Okay. All right. And so you had, you brought some of those with you to convention. Yes, I did, on CD, on, on a data CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, the message that wasn't there, is a little over two hours long, and the wrong trumpet is just about an hour and a half. You're saying, well, how can he get that much on a CD? Well, that's where the data CD comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll play on computers, and they'll play on some CD players. Mm-hmm. But if you in get some the, car, in newer cars too, in, yeah, in newer cars. And if you have a friend who's driving you somewhere, or you want to give it as a gift. Mm-hmm. But you can, uh, even if you can't get them to play in a CD player, if you have a computer, you can pull the files off and put them on your phone or your stream or wherever, because they're mm-hmm. MP3 files on a data CD. Mm-hmm. Okay. And each story is in its own folder right mm-hmm. okay and when you got to convention um you of course started participating in ivy and you mentioned um in the previous interview that you had participated in their business expo yes i did i sold a couple of cds there mm-hmm. and i also participated in the prose and poetry reading on sunday night oh okay that's and that's I, from Friends and Art. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I sold a couple of CDs as a result of that. I and, even sold one. <laughs> <laughs> and I made an announcement on the convention floor, and within five seconds of my announcement, I got a call from a couple in Kent, Washington, my who goodness. wanted a CD. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that were listening on. ACB yeah, radio. They were listening live. They were listening to the stream and on ACB radio. <laughs> so it's it. You just never know when it's going to happen. Did, <laughs> did you all also have? Um, did I see an ad from you all in the newspaper? Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, and there, you can download them as well. Right now, we're using uh, PayPal. Mm-hmm. We're using a PayPal um, account that I I have used for my own self in the past and. We already have it set up, so we're using that. And when somebody makes a payment via PayPal, we can provide them with links so that they can download the stories. Mm-hmm. So okay. you don't even have to wait for a disc to come in the mail. Ah, that's good. There was one lady who had a thumb drive, and I had uh, I had the stories on my the flash disc of my Apex. So in about 13 minutes, I was able to... Uh, copy those stories to her thumb drive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we sold them that way, too. Mm -hmm. So the convention provided 
uh, opportunities to not only get the word out about your stories, but to to sell some of your stories as exactly, well. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, that is that's pretty neat. Now, um, how can people get in contact with you for more information about Jack and his escapades here and <laughs> and his uh, uh, mysteries solutions and so on? How can how can they reach you and how can they order the order the Jack Rundell stories? Well, they can order them. They can they can call us here at area code 302-286-7276, or they can email. Uh, let's see. They can either use Deb's use mine, cause Deb's email address. I'm sort of the I'm sort of the administrative. Uh, mm-hmm. Chief Cook and Bottle Washer. <laughs> okay. Yep. They can email you by, by writing Debra, to... that's D-E-B-R-A, the underscore character, Trevino, T-R-E-V-I-N-O, uh, all, what is it, lower, oh, lower cases, case, no yeah. capitals, right? Right. Uh, just at bellsouth.net. At bellsouth.net. Okay. So D-E-B-R-A, underline Trevino, T-R-E-V as in Victor, I-N-O, at bellsouth.net. Right. Well, I'm sure that there will be more Jack Rondell stories coming out, and 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 you said you're planning other stories as well. That's that's great. Yep. And, uh, we'll uh, look on, forward on to hearing about subjects. that when you get into new series and so on, Dave. Um, be sure and let us know. Yeah, we're doing a we're doing a CD about animal songs. Oh. Uh, that uh, there's a there's a a business consultant here that works with the local uh, department of rehab, mm-hmm. uh, DVI up here, and she wants uh, a seven-song CD about different animals that we can market uh, by Christmas. Oh. So we're going to put All I Really Want for Christmas is More Food on there, <laughs> and we're, uh, we, that's a song written... From a guide dog's perspective, yes, about what they really want for Christmas, and it's got dog sound effects in it and things like. And we've got the four-footed lawnmower. Okay. <laughs> about a guy who uh, his power mower breaks down and he decides to get a goat. Uh huh. To mow his lawn. Okay. Oh, the goat song is wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Right. You did that when you were here. That is yeah. the best thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we did that with. Uh, 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 when Michael Cleveland came for the state convention, and he mm-hmm. jumped right in there with us, and it was <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and are you going to put on your uh, um, Santa had to take a taxi? The uh, well, I don't know that thing, uh, it's based on yeah. of course Santa Santa Claus is Santa coming, Claus to town. coming to town, and so I I don't know what the copyright is on that. Right. Yeah, we've got to. Well, it, that that song was written in 1934, mm-hmm. and we got to find mm-hmm. out. We got to find out what we have to do to get clearance. It may uh, already be in public domain, so you need, need to. Oh, it's not. Okay. Well, that is that song is too funny. Oh, so. yeah, <laughs> it is. Santa had to take a it cab. To, to yeah, Santa had to Santa catch a cab to town. Yeah, catch a yes. cab down. That, and good. and there's, uh, I know somebody has got one out already about the twelve. The twelve uh, rehab counselors of Christmas, or something, and, and I got a dog because I can't see. You know, but uh, we're gonna see what we can do with that one. Yes, 
I, I bet you can come up with your own version. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, and I'm betting on it being hilarious. So. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. well, Dave, we I've got to run. We are out of time. But um, just really looking forward to, to that uh, CD. Be sure and let us know if it happens, and, and we'll, we'll highlight it here. Well, it's been great talking with you all and sure wish you the best with with the Jack Rondell stories but also wish you really um, success with the Delaware Council and hope to see you all in Rochester. We'd we like, sure to, will. like to talk about it here on Soundprints. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database http colon slash slash l-o-u-i-s dot a-p-h dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. http colon slash slash l-o-u-i-s dot a-p-h dot org. APH's Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Page 4. The Sound Prince Calendar. On July 23, the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana will hold its membership call at 7 p.m. by telephone. The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On July 25, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind invites everyone in the Lexington area to their peer support group meeting, noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. For more information, call 859-259-1834. On July 27, the Office for the Blind Statewide Rehabilitation Council will hold its final meeting at 11 p.m., at the Charles McDowell Center in Louisville, 8412 Westport Road. For more information, contact Jennifer Wright at 502-782-3407. This is the final meeting of the SRC before the merger of the Office for the Blind and the Office for Vocational Rehabilitation. On July 27 and 28, the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association will hold its 73rd Annual Conference and Reunion at the Ramada Inn on Zorn Avenue in Louisville. For more details, contact Carla Rushevel at 502-897-1472. On July 28, there will be a Bards and Storytellers as part of the alumni reunion, 10 a.m. to noon at the Ramada Inn. Join us to learn more about the role KSB alumni have played in radio. A panel will include... Alumni members B.T. Kimbrough, Raymond Randles, and Michael McCarty, and KSB current student Alex Stein. For more information, call 502-897-1472 or 502-899-2213.
On August 2, the KCB Convention Planning Committee will meet at 7 p.m. at 669-900-6833, intercode 3572-595-193. The chair of this committee is Amanda Salm. Also on August 2, the American Council of Blind Lions invites you to participate in its monthly meeting. This is for lions around the country and is an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time, call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796-096. On August 3, GLCB invites you to its next roundabout. 3.30 to 5 p.m. will be technology, 5 to 6 discussion, 6 to 7 dinner, $6 per person, games and crafts, 7 to 10 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On August 5, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its committee meetings by telephone. Advocacy will meet at 7 p.m. and Education, Activities, and Technology at 8. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On August 7, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its conference call meeting for the month at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Individuals statewide experiencing low vision are encouraged to ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. The phone number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On August 8, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its conference meeting at 7 p.m. The phone number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155-619. For more information about NKCB, call 859-781-7369. On August 8, the KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Eastern. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On August 9, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites you to its Louisville Support Group from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. This is a great activity for people who are experiencing vision loss or who have had low vision for several years held at the United Crescent Hill Ministries on State Street in Louisville. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On August 10 is the next Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout. There will be education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion and tip sheet from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, $6 per person, bingo from 7 to 9.30, $2 per person. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. On August 11, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its board meeting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time by telephone, 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On August 12, KCB Next Generation has its regular monthly meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is for members 40 and under.
call 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. Also on August 12 at 9 p.m. is the next meeting of ACB Families. You can participate from anywhere in the country. It's as close as your telephone. Call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On August 14, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its next meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The speaker is Jana Billingsley, who will talk about the Wendell Foster Technology and Resource Center, formerly the Western Kentucky Assistive Technology Center. This will be at Wendell Foster's Young Meeting House, 815 Triplet Street in Owensboro, Kentucky. For more information, contact Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. On August 17 is another GLCB roundabout, 3.30 to 5 p.m., Education and Technology, 5 to 6 discussion, 6 to 7 dinner, $6 per person, games and crafts from 7 until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On August 19, the KSB alumni will hold its next board meeting at 8 p.m. by conference call at 605-475-6006 Enter code 294444. On August 20, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will have a board meeting at 7.30 p.m. at 669-900-6833. Enter code 3572-595-193. On August 22, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its next support group meeting from 12 to 2 p.m at the BCB office in Lexington. For more information, call 859-259-1834. August 23 is the second Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Support Group meeting for the month in Louisville. It's from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. For more information, call 502-895-4598. August 24, is the last no August 24 is the GLCB roundabout education and technology 330 to 5 tip sheet 5 to 530 page turners and tri-state library users group meeting 530 to 6 dinner $6 per person 6 to 7 KCB next generation meeting and activity at 7 p.m. and other games and crafts until 9:30 for more information Call 502-895-4598. August 25 is another Bards and Storytellers at the American Printing House for the Blind from 1 to 3 p.m. Enjoy an afternoon's entertainment at our popular arts, folklore, and performance series that celebrates entertainment industry traditions of people with vision loss. In addition to the performance, attendees will learn about the personal events and forces which shaped each performer's career. At the APH Museum in Louisville, to sign up and get more information as well, call 502-899-2213.
August 26th is the ACB Families Support Group Meeting by conference call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. This is a nationwide call and anyone interested in family issues is invited to attend. August 27 is the next Guide Dog Users of Kentucky Anna membership meeting. This meeting is at 7 p.m. by conference call 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. And on August 31 is the final GLCB roundabout for the month with education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion 5 to 6, dinner $6 per person, 6 to 7, and games and crafts from 7 until 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, sign up by calling 502 895-4598. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody. Well, I'm dancing up, yeah.